Hey everybody, I get this question a lot, so I'm going to go ahead and answer it right now. Uh, what is Sci-Fi Super Show? Well, science, it's science fiction, superheroes, some fantasy stuff. Basically, contents from movies, TV, books, comic books. If you have a topic or an idea you, th- you think we should cover in the podcast, or you see something cool online you want to share with some like-minded friends, then uh, come on down to Sci-Fi Super Show on Facebook. Check us out. This is Gordon from the Riff Radio Show Podcast, a radio show dedicated to the music of Generation X. We release a new show every Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and we play music from the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and we take your requests. And unlike the old days when you had to wait forever to get your request on your favorite radio show, I always put your request on our Saturday morning all-request episode. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes of any episode and request a song. The Riff is only available on Spotify, so head on over today and subscribe. The Riff, only on Spotify. Welcome to Our Certain Point of View, where your hosts, Jim and Tim, will bring you new weekly discussions about the Star Wars universe. Our Certain Point of View is a fan-based podcast and has no connections with Disney, Lucasfilm, or any of their subsidiaries. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Our Certain Point of View. I'm Jim. Hello there. I'm Tim. And I'm back. I'm Papa Bear. He's back, Papa Bear. (laughs) Whoa, you are redlining now, Papa Bear. You got more excited once we started hitting record. Um, And yes, I did say... Uh, today instead of tonight because we are tardy. It is Sunday, April 11th. We did not make our Friday deadline. And Tim, believe it or not, I did get an email saying, where is my episode of Our Certain Point of View? Because people were traveling a lot this week. And apparently some people do like to listen to our show when they're on the, ro- the road. That so makes me I both was... happy and a little sad. So I'm going to um, apologize. It was... Primarily yeah, my fault. I had some. I was not traveling, but I had some family that was traveling that was in town for just that one day, and uh, yeah, I didn't. And we know. thought about doing it yesterday, but I really didn't feel like it. <laughs> Once you find out tonight's topic, today's topic, you'll know why. Yes. No, I'm just playing. I'm not really as contentious as I sound today. What are we talking Ooh. about today, Tim? We are talking about two different pieces today. Um, We're going to talk about the Gennady Tartakovsky Clone Wars, what's listed as Volume 1, which is officially Seasons 1 and 2 of the original release. Um, On Disney+, Plus. if you've watched it or are planning on watching it, it's an hour and I think an hour and three minutes or an hour and nine minutes. Um, It's an hour-long single run, um, but it's actually 20 chapters. They don't break up the chapters. They let it all just... Um, flow on there, which yeah. is nice. Uh, so, that's the first piece, that's and then one. when we're done talking about that, we're going to talk about Caravan of Courage, an Ewok adventure. <laughs> so, I know most of you will probably tuned in to hear about Caravan of Courage, so if you want to go ahead and jump ahead, I've put a timestamp at the 2 hour and 45 minute mark, that's where we start talking about Caravan of Courage. <laughs> <laughs> that's not funny. We really are talking about Caravan of Courage. Don't listen to Jim. Uh, I mean, Tim really is talking about it. Uh, I don't know about me and Papa Bear. We're uh, we are our own entities, you know. We're not like, uh, uh, what do you call them? The the I've been watching Blade Runner twenty forty nine. 
what do they call them? the synths or something like that? The synthetics? Oh, yeah. Synths? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My androids? We're not synths. We're not here to be told what to do. Mm-hmm. Well, we kind of are. I don't know. I love that whole question of at what point does it become real life. Westworld is one of my favorite, maybe my favorite show because of that question. Anyway, what are we doing? What are you doing? I'm We're doing countdowns. Uh, news. I'm do we have entertaining news? people. <laughs> Am I entertaining? Yes, do I not yes, entertain? I so we don't have any news. By you. I don't. Oh, speaking so. of, am I not entertained? Um, are you not entertained? Of course, that line was made famous from what movie? Do y'all remember? Oh, Gladiator. Gladiator, starring Russell Crowe. Have y'all seen his new movie on Netflix? No. Holy cow. Um, Holy cow? You want to talk about a uh, edge-of-your-seat thriller? Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, Russell Crowe is like, you know, he's like Tom Hardy in that he's one of these handsome men. <laughs> I always go back to Tom Hardy. But um, he put on a ton of weight for this, I, I assume, for this role. Maybe he just put on a ton of weight. But um, it's awesome because he he is, like, an average-looking guy now. Um, but the movie Unhinged is about a guy who is kind of, you know, like I said, an average guy who basically everything that can go wrong in his life does go wrong all at once, and he loses it. And it's played by uh, Russell Crowe. It's terrifying. But are you not entertained? So the guy who made that that line immortal in the movie Gladiator, he has a new movie out on Netflix. Um, it's very disturbing. It's about like when road rage goes way, 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 way too far. Um, anyway, I don't know why I brought that up other than I love Russell Crowe. And I love the fact that he's fat now. It's like Fat Thor. It gives the rest of us something to feel comfortable about. Mm. Am I wrong? I love Fat Thor because, like, people all over the country are like, oh, I prefer Fat Thor, and all of a sudden I felt more comfortable in my own skin. Oh, speaking of which, I need to get a hero is here. Wait, what? I said I love the Dren gear. (laughs) Because you felt more comfortable as a plant. All right. That was all the news I had was that. (laughs) Russell Crowe has a movie, Unrelated. Oh, also, I have not... I'm two episodes behind on uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh, yeah? Wow. Oh, you're... Y'all say wow, but honestly, the show's not cap- capturing my attention. I blame the show. I should uh, be, well, like... Maybe go like, and watch it. Well, see, that's the thing. I don't feel much motivation to... I mean, I will, but almost out of obligation. Like, Mandalorian, I never feel obligated. I'm, like, I'm getting up at four on a Friday to watch it, and I can't wait. Whereas this show, yeah, but I'm like, your four o'clock uh, on Fridays also because you don't want it spoiled. Well, yeah, but I mean, I have no problem with it. Like Winter Soldier, here I am two weeks later, and I'm still like, I guess I'll watch it when I get around to it. And I don't know why, it just hasn't grabbed me. I don't well, know. Does, maybe it has something to do with this podcast. Maybe it has something <laughs> to do with you. Me? Oh. Huh? I don't even know what that means. Yeah, the thoughts. Yeah, if you watch, if you go ahead and watch those other two episodes, you'll enjoy it a bit more. Um, uh, that's what I hear. So I guess I need to. Yeah, you I need don't know. To. We'll get to I that. Mean, all I need to do is grow too. old and die, right? And even growing old's optional. Um, wait, what are we doing? That got dark. Yeah, I think we're gonna try to do some countdowns, maybe. Um, what about news? I I don't think we have any. News. There was news. Um, um, it was somebody's birthday. That was old. 
Well, that's what birthdays do. <laughs> yeah, who cares? Um, no Star Wars news, I guess. Bad Batch. So, yeah, let's get into our countdowns because our next, yeah, 23 days, is that right? Did I update this correctly? 23 days until Star Wars Day, yeah. And oh my gosh, if you haven't looked at the trailer for Bad Batch, uh, it looks awesome. Uh, So Steve, uh, a fan of the show, he admitted something to me uh, yesterday. He has not watched the uh, Rebels. Can you believe Mm. that, Tim? Mm. Rebels is awesome. So what, what... would you say to Steve at this point? Because he uh, he said he's starting Rebels this weekend. What would you say to Steve? Um, I would really love to hear uh, your thoughts on it. Yeah. So what I told him was the first season is a bit of a slow burn, and it kind of is. And because and mainly I, you hear this over and over from fans who did watch Rebels, like who waited a long time and finally gave in and watched it. Uh, it's, the first season is a bit of a slow burn, but once you get through that, it is some of the best Star Wars out there. Um, certainly, to me, yeah, some of the greatest so scenes of all of Star Wars occur on the show Rebels. So that's what I told Steve. I was like, you know, the first season, again, it, it's not as bad. It's just, it, it's it's not amazing. It's just good. Um, so you might feel tempted to kind of dismiss it, but it gets genuinely amazing. Tim, have you seen Rebels? Rebels is awesome. <laughs> Rebels um, is yeah, awesome. so you you definitely need to, to get into that. And there's some stuff. There's some uh, there's some stuff that that gets a little weird, but it's not bad. Um, it's really good. There's new things about the Force. Um, Papa Bear, how do you feel about things getting weird? About, um, <laughs> you know, we had some. It's one of the problems that people have with uh, Rise of Skywalker. I just had this conversation with some people about um, some of the new. You make things that were weird. introduced in Rise of Skywalker, um, the the cloning of a of a Force user, and the Sith latching their you know all that stuff that happened, the dyad and the Force, like all those things that that can work, and there's not necessarily a problem with them, but they are they're not explained in the movie, you know, like there's not enough explanation about what they actually are. Yep. Um, in Rebels, you have some of that weird new stuff in this in the Star Wars galaxy. Yeah, but it's explained, you know, like which is you, you totally makes sense on. why you love it so much because it definitely dives headfirst into like the force. Um, it, it's it's I love Rebels. Uh, I do love Clone Wars a little bit more, so I am excited about the Bad Batch premiering Tuesday, May fourth, twenty three days away. Which takes us back to our countdown. Star Wars Lego The Skywalker Saga, the, the video game, comes out Monday, May 31st, 50 days away. 50 so if you're looking forward to that. Life Day Treasury, Holiday Stories from a Galaxy Far, Far Away, I'm comes really out in September. 149 days away. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I haven't thought about them, so I don't, I don't know. I'm just sad summertime. about... Say that again? I said I'm not rushing past summertime, but I am excited about that. That's a good point. I am sad that Star Wars Mandalorian original novel was dropped, but I guess it makes sense because, again, we've talked about this before, it probably, once they saw the success of the show The Mandalorian and the potential spinoffs like Ahsoka and the New Republic, uh, you know, Knights or whatever, Rangers of the New Republic and stuff, they realized, well, if we write a canon novel, that might limit the possibilities. So I understand why they they, uh, 86'd it. Do y'all know the term 86? No. 
It's a Navy term, and I wonder... Uh, anyway, I wonder where it came from. 86 means to eject or bar someone from a restaurant or bar, reject, discard, or cancel. So the 86 in the novel. But where does the word come from? Anyway, countdowns. Countdowns. I always assumed it was a Navy term, but I never knew why. I don't but know maybe I'm wrong about that. Um, the, the, band, the last thing we saw from Star Wars <laughs> before they finally came out with the prequels was the second season of the Ewoks. Oh, gosh. The cartoon Ewoks in 1986, and that was the end of Star Wars as we knew it. Ooh, so um, now the term 86 has come along. Well, there's a popular song called um, The the Remedy, and the guy said, uh, yeah, trolls receive 86s. And it occurred to me how few people understand what that term means, 86. Uh, 86 means to get rid of something. Anyway, Wookiee Life Day is next, uh, a.k.a. Uh, Mama Bear's birthday. Wednesday, November 17th, 2021. That's 220 days away. Star Wars Celebration is our last and next big uh, kind of hallmark. And that's over a year away. That's 494 days away, and that'll begin Thursday, August 18th. 2022 in Anaheim, California. And that does it for our countdowns. Alright. Yeah. So now we get on to tonight's, today's, this time's, you know. <laughs> you still have the old notes with the picture from the faithful Wookiee <laughs> topic. Oh my gosh, that was so bad. Which is to say, no, clo so um, and I will never know how to pronounce the name correctly, so it's not any disrespect intended, but Gindy? Is that correct? Gindy Tartakovsky? I think the Tartakovsky's right. I don't know about the Gindy. I don't know his, I don't know how to pronounce his first name. The double N kind of throws it off with the D, you know, like that. Yeah, it's G-E-N-N-D-Y. Gindy Gindy Tartakovsky. Um, so we're talking about the 2000... I want someone to show up and be like, oh, his name's Jindy. And be like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, like, I'm just waiting for it. It's Jindy. The D is silent. It's just Jenny. Is... <laughs> <laughs> um, I wish Papa Bear was here. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> and I am here. Am I muted? Well, I thought you would say something. I huh? thought you would laugh when I said the D is silent. His name is Jenny. <laughs> Jenny. And Jenny... Jenny, the D is Jenny. silent. Do you remember the time when the Munalists were acting like a bunch of jerks? Oh my gosh, we should send Obi-Wan Kenobi to take care of them. We should. And thus begins the initial storyline of Tartakovsky's 2003 animated series, The Clone Wars. Yeah. Dun, 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 which is classified um, as a micro-series. We should talk about, because I am confused, extraordinarily confused by the rollout of this. It came out as kind of an Adult Swim kind of thing, so it premiered November 7th. There were 10 episodes, each episode three minutes long. And the episodes were released, like when they say micro-series, the episodes were released on November 7th, 10th, yeah. 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th, and then we skipped the weekend, 17, 18, 19, 20. Yeah, Those so within less than a episode. month, so from November 7th to November 20th, they released 10 yeah, episodes. It was, it was two weeks. It was a three Friday. Three minutes long. And it ended on a Thursday. Yeah, that's, that's, so that's crazy. So now that we go back and rewatch them, the whole first season is literally 30 minutes long. And then the next season, you know, season two, um, 
similar three minute long ten episodes. Yep. So the whole first two seasons is an hour long. Uh, so this is why I guess going back and rewatching it's it's very confusing where you you set the breakpoints because the first two seasons combined are twenty episodes but an hour long. And it and it flows fairly well. Um, it does. You know, there are some points where you're like, whoa, how do we get to this guy? And you're like, oh, it must be a new chapter. You know, like all of a sudden Mace will be there um, wrecking stuff. So I'm not sure how you want to do this because it is so much stuff that it'd be I, well, very hard to do a walkthrough of, of the stories. I don't know yeah, if you want I to agree. just talk I was about kind notable of thinking, characters. That, that was mine. I was thinking we'd take some of the big characters and just talk about what their stories were um, briefly, you know, what they were doing with... Like we've got Obi Wan, we've got Kid Fisto, Anakin, um, Asajj, which will blend into some of those. Um, the Mace story can be can be described, and I think that's the the bulk of the people. I, I, um, we have a, a Yoda with uh, Barriss and Luminar, right? So those are our big yeah, we do. Um, our big yeah, plot we do. Pieces. And one of that's the what makes uh, it through, so so one of the cool things, uh, well. The very first story is, like you said, um, it's Obi-Wan, and he's going to, mm, how do you con- pronounce the planet? Munis? Uh, it's where the banking yeah. plan's from, and it's, it's the mu- type Yeah, Munalist, sorry. Munalist. It's the, it's the species that uh, Darth Plagueis is. He's immune, isn't he? Yep. Well, um, according to... The book Plagueis. Who knows what canon's going to do with him? But Good point. I assume they'll keep him immune. But they introduce a, a character change. who is not canon. None of this is technically canon, although Correct. they've adopted some of this into canon. We meet one of the most crazy bounty hunters of all time in this very first Durge? episode. I am talking about Dirge. Yeah, Dirge is absolutely crazy. I'm not sure what he is. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at his page now. It says he's a male Jindai, but I don't remember ever seeing the Jindai before. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, when, well, when I first saw him, I thought it was going to be like General Grievous. Me too. I, I thought, I thought it, was, it was like, yeah. Yeah. Cause he just just, 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 I would say yeah. that, well, I guess the concept of Grievous came after. Yeah, he did seem a lot like that. But he almost has a, uh, he almost has a, a Grendier, um, did I say their name wrong? Grindier? What are the new plants? Oh, the drink. Din- oh, oh, yeah. Din- Din- yeah the, has like a, the drink. He's, like a, he's, he's drink like gear. he's gotten the. Uh, when, yeah, when his armor like gets broken open and then like well, he's the tendrils or whatever. So loud right now. Yeah. Yeah. I think that he's. Uh, he seems like he's a Drengear who's been manipulated using some of the uh, droid technology that helps make Grievous. So uh, this is our first. He's not, obviously he's not a Drengear, but it does remind me of that. Like he seems plant-like the way he's got, the way he like can reform fast himself. Growing after. plant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's what reminded me. I, of I didn't think plants. I, I don't know what I thought. He. Yeah. So what? So it for those of you who hadn't seen it, yeah, it's kind of like he, almost clayfacey too. You know. Clayface was the yeah. what is that? the way he could kind of extend his arms and appendages and regenerate and stuff. Oh, Doctor Whatever from the uh, the uh, Fantastic Four. That's Reed Richards. 
So, yeah, what happens is, so, like, if he has a limb cut off, tendrils come out of the limb and just basically grab the limb and pull it back on. So he, well, it's, the weird it's, part... They look like worms. The tendrils came out of both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The removed limb, which gives, you know, some concept to the... So... I, like you said... Okay, we just mm-hmm. lost Tim. It's definitely <laughs> weird. It was definitely weird. You see, like the two tendrils, and they just kind of merge together and just pull each other together. It's oh, it's yeah. very creepy. It's very um, exciting. So this was this is one of my favorite Third. setups. Is in is in this this little piece here with um, Obi Wan and Dirge, and because uh, one thing, like we said, um, and we said this last episode, I think we we get Obi Wan jousting. On yeah, a bike, on a speeder bike um, with dirge, which is just awesome because you know it's jousting in Star Wars. So what else do you want? Um, but then with a couple of the moves that they do, because like we said, the the force use is a little over the top here, and I, and I don't say that in a bad yeah. way. I just mean it's it's extended. People are like, well, they you have the force; they should be able to do this. Like anybody that feels that way needs to watch this. So, like I don't understand yeah. why a, a Jedi can't just mow down a thousand droids. Well, go watch this Clone Wars because yeah. you'll see a Jedi mow down a thousand droids. Like it just happens. Um, yep. But then when he when he goes to meet up with his troopers and he rides his speeder bike up the wall, and then he jumps off of it, and just the way he comes and lands in, it's it's like you know watching some of those old superhero movies. Like you really got a you got a superhero feel from the Jedi. Yeah, yeah I got a, like a, a Batman feel. Yeah, like when his cape is landing. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. cape's landing. You know, you get Superman coming in and landing hard on the ground. Like all of these these things that have that that superhero mentality for TV shows and movies. We got that out of the Jedi throughout this whole series. Can, can we? Uh, while we're on the subject of capes, I want to I want to bring this up. Do you remember when Anakin is saying goodbye to Padme and he's getting in his ship and he throws off his cape and it just kind of gets stuck all over C three PO's face and he's just like ah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to bring that up because I always thought that was hilarious. <laughs> I, I do. don't remember this. <laughs> that was in the. I don't remember. Oh, yeah. I do remember. Okay. He's like he's I, like he's like making this dramatic uh, exit into his like his uh, Jedi starfighter or whatever, and he throws uh-huh. off his cape, <laughs> and it gets caught in C three PO's face. I don't nice. know why he throws it off. Like, how's he gonna look? I mean, like, don't if he gets out. Like, yeah, don't Papa don't you want that in space? Redlining quite a bit today. Space is a cold place. Turn that back yeah. just a little bit for me, Papa Bear. That's I why did. he did it. What? That's why he threw it off. So why? in in Phantom Menace, yeah, Padme yeah. approaches Anakin and says, "What's wrong?" Yeah. And he says, "I'm very cold." <laughs> and she gets him like a blanket, and she says, "Space is a cold place." But now yeah. Anakin's tough. He's a Jedi. So he threw his cape off. He said, I don't need this in space. I'll be fine. That's why he did it. I don't care for Anakin in this. Master, why should I do anything? <laughs> the, the, the voice reminds me of the, the guy who does the voice for Fry in Futurama. Nice. You yeah. know? That's, that's yes. who it reminds I don't know if it is. Yes. But that's who I it don't... reminds me of when no, I listen it's... to it. It's Lucas. Uh, Tim pointed this out. Matt yeah. Lucas. Now, is that is he related to the George? Is that his son or something? Uh, not that I know of. Interesting, because um, they didn't pick well, so I thought maybe it was but, nepotism. Uh, Master, I don't understand why I must do anything you say. Uh, yeah, because yeah, 
that's that's one of the very very few weak points of the series. Um, the other weak point, since I'm since I'm criticizing, the 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 Jedi are a little bit too powerful. Um, this is a Tartakovsky thing in general, though. If you watch Samurai Jack, it's very similar. Um, so, like, the Mace Windu episode probably is the greatest example of this, where he's facing, like, hundreds of thousands of droids, maybe. And, you know, he's expressionless, and he's just going through them, and there's almost no challenge for him. Um, it was a little bit too much. Like, it, it's the problem of Superman, meaning if you don't have kryptonite, you can't stop him. Um, there's no problem he can't solve. Uh, so... So those are my two criticisms of this series is Anakin and the way he's presented and the the fact that the Jedi are kind of seemingly unstoppable. I like the idea that they can die, which we see with Grievous. Yeah, we do. Um, But I I agree that they are, and that's what I said, they're very overpowered. Um, But I don't take it as as a weak point in this. Because we have... Our Clone Wars story. Yeah. This is the great thing. The whole canon versus legends thing. Because we know um, Filoni's Clone Wars, right? And we know what actually happens in in the canon of Clone Wars. Like, how the wars actually went. Take yourself to the time of um, the, the sequel movies. You know, 45, 50 years later. And you've got a... The, and you have this concept of the legends, right? What are the legends going to say about the Jedi during the Clone Wars? Am I alone? Yeah, that's a good oh, point. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't hear anybody. You know, this is, this yeah, is how the legends about are going to I, I like that a lot, yeah, the, about how over time, yeah, people are like, become bigger than life. Yeah, the ancient Jedi could just, could that's just great... take down an entire droid army by themselves. You know, like that's yeah. that's what the story. So this becomes become. our our story of Achilles or Odysseus. Yeah, it's like they're 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 more human. You know, they're superhuman. Yeah, so that's Can the way I, uh... I like to look at this because then all of a sudden all of that like overpowered craziness. It's like if they were to make a TV show in the Star Wars universe about the Clone Wars. Yeah, this is what yeah. it would be like. That's how oh. I see it. To back up a little bit to the character of Dirge, because I'm looking at his page right now. This is pretty interesting. Uh, so he's they. I didn't realize he was a bounty hunter. I didn't know who this guy was. Like Papa Bear said, I at first thought he was like a crude reimagining of General Grievous when I first saw him because his helmet's very similar. Yeah. Um But and, and I didn't know he's like a, the the. Not quite human, but the, yeah. the, the more living, like, like more of him had, had deteriorated, and yeah. that's why he became <laughs> what Grievous was. Like, it would have made oh. sense, but... And there's a great episode of Clone Wars where they kind of hint on the backstory of, of Grievous as his, basically, his, his body gets chopped away and more of him becomes cyborg. But anyway, and he kills a, a Padawan in that episode. Um, anyway... The I I wouldn't have known he was a bounty hunter, except right. for the Star Wars uh, fandom dot com, um, but they say on here that he hates the Mandalorians. What if they brought this character back for uh, for the show The Mandalorian? 
I guess he dies, we're supposed to believe, but of course none of this is canon. Um, and I, I also want to believe, point out... What's the, really the, clear either. The term dirge. Do you, do you all know what that word means? It actually, that's an English word. Papa Bear, do you know what a dirge is? <sighs> dirge is like a sad song, right? Sort of. Like it's a funeral, a funeral. dirge? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Funeral so you do know. Yeah. It, it, it's a song played during a funeral. It's called a dirge. Um, and there was a uh, Decepticon named Dirge because it just is also a sweet name for a bad guy. Uh, so, yeah, because built into it is this idea of death and destruction. Um, all right, you know what I am going to do? So, I'm not sure how else we want to structure this. Well, let's because... talk about Anakin's story, and I think almost everything else will blend into it except for the the Barris, right? All right, Anakin's story. And, of so course, th- we know Barris is one of my favorite characters. Yes. Yep. Yes. And we'll we'll actually save probably save her story for the uh, for the last one of this of this piece, so you can be all built up and ready to talk about Karen Kurtz. So, um, wait, 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 to... Tim, 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 hold on. What? I just what got happened? a text. I I got a text that my wife is locked out. Pineapple juice or pineapple, whatever we're supposed to say. Hold on. So yeah, yeah. Like I said, Barris is one of my favorites. Yeah, and that's. Uh... Yeah, so we're so saving we're, until we're the end, I get it. Yep. Tell me um, about Anakin. Yeah, so we start off with Anakin. We talked about this in the last episode as well, but I, you know, we're going to mention it again because we're officially here to talk about this episode now. Um, Anakin starts off in Chancellor Palpatine's office with Obi-Wan and Yoda. And we see the um, manipulation. And, yeah, and we see him already starting to like say, oh, you should be given control of your own Space Force or something. And they're like, no, nah, Padawan's Space do Force. Um, yeah. Papa Bear, don't yeah. you have a show called Space Force? Space Fleet Alpha. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that's what happens first, and they, you know, like, Chancellor Palpatine's just kind of like, oh, it's, it's agreed then. Now, the biggest issue that I have with this is at this point, you know, Yoda and Obi-Wan could have gone, no. Right? Like, no. if somebody told Bad one of my Chancellor. kids that they could do something that I didn't want them to do... I'd be like, well, somebody else told you you could, so I guess you can now. Like, I'd be like, <laughs> yeah. uh, no, you're still not doing that. Like, you know. So, but anyway, and I know it's a weird situation because of the, you know, them being generals and serving the republic and trying to keep the republic together in the way that they thought best, which didn't work. But, um, that's that's not here nor there. So he's part of the space force. We see him out doing, um, doing battle in space over Munalist. And one of the cool things, so right away, um, you know, he tells all of his ships, this is another one of those um, force use things that's that's a little more there. Like, he almost has a super spidey sense about what's coming. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, just everybody fire right in this area. And they're like, there's nothing there. He goes, just fire everything you have now. And all of a sudden, a full wave of droid ships come through and they all just get annihilated because there were already missiles there waiting for him. Um, or torpedoes they're waiting for him, or whatever. So that was a, you know, a cool little force use thing. Um, but then he goes on a chase. And he goes on a chase after someone in a starship who does not appear to be a droid. And we actually have some um, backstory to this yeah, we prior do. to this happening. And we know who it is. It's Asajj. It's Asajj Ventress. Yeah. And they um, show her initially, she's, like, proving herself in front of Dooku... 
She's got a green and blue lightsaber because we know she's a dual lightsaber wielder. I wonder where she got those from. Yeah, um, we 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 get a we get a really good story about Asajj in this. Yeah, we like do. her story throughout this is really good, but her backstory is still non-existent. Like I want to know, I want to know the Kennedy Tartakovsky Asajj Ventress backstory. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, why does she have Jedi lightsabers? And of course, Why at the she end call of herself it, Sith. Yeah, she says, "I am Sith," and Dooku's like, "If you were, you wouldn't be losing this fight." And I'm like, "But wait a minute, you're not winning either." <laughs> I thought that was weird, but anyway, well, Dooku he, was he, doing his old standard, not really putting forth a lot of effort. Yeah, I he, think he was toying with him. Yeah, and he gifts her when he decides she is worthy and and Palpatine says so too so it's another kind of break from canon where Palpatine and um because in Clone Wars we find out that you know Asajj is the secret apprentice of Dooku um but in this in meaning the the later you know Dave Filoni Clone Wars but in this Clone Wars Palpatine approves of her being a Sith assassin and she's gifted her two red lightsabers yeah by Dooku so that's kind of interesting. But yeah, he's he's chasing... So Anakin encounters her in space and realizes this is not a droid, uh, vulture droid type robot. And he's able to... This is a weird thing, too. He's able to track her when she jumps into hyperspace. I thought that's impossible. Um, right. So Anakin did it um, somehow. But then they knew his coordinates going they forward as well. Tracked him, too. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they sent a squad after... Well, Obi-Wan sent a squad after him because he's like, Anakin, stop doing stupid stuff. Yeah, told him specifically um, not to, and Anakin lied and was like, your transmission's breaking up, master, and then jumps. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he ends up on Yavin 4. Yeah, the and fourth Yavin. The greatest yeah. of the Yavins. Um, and that makes he it sound there. royal, Papa Bear. Well, it's no, there's no uh, Yavin 5. Well, we oh, kind of see gosh. a... Um, we kind of see a, a, an Anakin moving toward the dark, right? Yeah, we do. Up near... Uh, the old XRQ yeah, in the Masasi Temple, and uh, he doesn't. He stays in the light as he as he obviously always, always does. Their um, fight is sweet. I think Asajj definitely owns this fight, though. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean she's she seems to be she controls she's the more driven. She controls the tempo of the fight. She controls where the fight occurs. Um, now he is, you know, one on one when when she allows it. That he's good at saber dueling, as good at saber dueling as she is. But she has more of a strategic mind, meaning she again manipulates the fight to be at her pace and in her locations. Well, she, she's better than him at this point. Bottom line. Yeah, some of it is his cockiness. Um, yeah. I don't think Anakin and, and, and he's still a Padawan everywhere. At this point. He's still a Padawan. He doesn't. Uh, he doesn't quite have the the push of that she's got. She's here to prove herself immediately for the Sith Masters. So I like there's massage. a there's a lot of drive um, for that. Yeah, and, she wants uh, promotion at work. Yeah, and that's where we're at. That's where we're at. So that was Anakin's story, um, and. I mean, honestly, we probably talked about it for as long as you see Anakin in the screen because he's not in there very much. So these episodes are three minutes each. Um, then we have kind of a mixed... Uh, we do have the Mace story. 
Um, there's not a lot to talk about with the Mace story. Crazy powerful, weird machine. Um, yeah. He takes on a lot of droids all at once. You know, it's that it's it is everything that is that overpowered bit. Like when we see all these overpowered Jedi, and then Mace yeah. is supposed to be like more powerful than them. He is here too, and it's it's crazy. Yeah. Um, and for whatever reason, we get to see Paxi Silo watching him and and smiling about it. Who um, is that just, kid? No, no, he's some kid. His name's Paxi Silo, and he sits up. I didn't him. even know he had a name. <laughs> okay. Um, it's that's. Yeah, there's a kid with a little yeah. jungle cap, which uh, I think is a nod to the deleted scenes from the original Star Wars, because Luke was wearing one of those in the deleted scenes. Uh, yeah, but so yeah, and it, at the end of the battle, he he offers Mace some water. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Um, then we get to talk about Ilum. Jim, you want to talk about yeah. Ilum? So this is wild because this is Barisofi, um, the Padawan of uh, Luminara, uh, earning her crystal. So she creates using the Force. She create. We see the. I guess this is the first time, even though it's not canon. Um, we see a Jedi Padawan making their own lightsaber, and of course they have to use the Force to manipulate all these you know little components. But yeah, they go to the planet of Ilum. Um, which is shown a fairly a lot in the the other the later Filoni Clone Wars. Um, and Barris gets her crystal, and Luminar talks about the significance of it. And the Separatists come and attack this place, and they really kind of tear it apart. Um, but, <coughs> excuse me, but Yoda comes, and Yoda's with Padme on her little uh, Naboo, you know, beautiful mirror finish, uh, you know, star cruiser, whatever. And he uses the Jedi mind trick on the captain to get him to turn the tr uh, ship to Ilum. What did you think about that? He was using this guy like a puppet. It was a little bit uncomfortable for me, to be honest. I guess I'm talking to myself, really. Um, okay. <laughs> well, so what you're did you talking, think? You're talking to lots of people. But what did you think about that? I agree. Okay. Um. <laughs> I was talking about Yoda used his mind trick to manipulate the captain of Padme's ship. and I, Yeah. I always find the mind trick a little bit uncomfortable. Um, yeah. Yet it's, I don't, it's, it's, yeah. It's weird. And... And we don't know exactly how much they can do in, in canon or or legends or whatever. Like what the, what the true, sway of it is. Like, you know, it's supposed it's it's really supposed to be like force persuasion, right? So you're still yourself making decisions, but you're, you know, it's almost like your decision making process is supposed to be altered. Yeah. Um, where sometimes it's. Like, I think Papa Bear's coming back. Yeah. Um, but sometimes yeah, it seems so, like it's very direct, you know. Um, well, in he, this, he, he clearly changes this guy's complete, you know, what this guy thinks is right and wrong. The guy's like, no, we don't right. go to Ilum because my job is to protect Padme. And then Yoda's like, yes, we do go to Ilum. He's like, yes, we do go to Ilum. And Padme found this amusing. She's like, okay, okay, <laughs> stop doing that to him. And they so Yoda, bottom line, goes to Ilum because... Um, Luminar and Barris have been trapped. The, these uh, stealth droids have basically like 
blown up the cave. They're trapped inside the cave. Yoda shows up to help them. And then Padme, of course, decides she's going to go help Master Yoda, even though he's told her to stay in the ship. So she takes the two greatest warriors of all of Star Wars, C-3PO and R2-D2, and goes to help Yoda, of all people. But it was it was fascinating to see the planet of Ilum in this show, and of course to see Barrisophi become a Jedi Knight because that's kind of what they they suggest in it is that Barris has made the move to Jedi Knight. But they they specifically said that they said that she's completed her training. Yeah. So yep. which we know, you know, in the in the canon, she never actually achieves the rank of Jedi Knight. Nope. And Anakin never re- achieves the rank of Jedi Master. That's not fair. Boom. Shots fired Ooh. by Han Solo first and only. Well, no anyway. Way. Five times at Vader when he invited him to dinner. That was messed right. up. It's called fan service. Yeah. Um, and we love that. So that's, right, that's that's a lot of everything we've got for this. Um, the very last episode is where we've, we've they've won the battle. And uh, then they get word about Grievous on another planet, and he's got a bunch of Jedi trapped. Oh, he terrorizes them. We have to wait until Season 3 to find out what happens, and that is what we'll talk about next week. But first... So that that does it for our podcast. We have summarized the first half of... I want to talk about Caravan of Courage. Um, And I'm actually really excited to talk about this, because I I finished watching the movie... And after watching it again, I say again, I don't know that I ever had finished the movie. Um, and that's not a I never could get through it type of thing. That is a I don't know that I actually ever had the movie to sit down and watch. Uh, now that I've seen, now that I just sat down and watched it, I don't remember. I hadn't remembered enough of it um, to know. So here's How what good I have to say about this movie. Yeah, I, I, this it, was your father's lightsaber. It is good. This was your father's Ewok. He murdered That's 30 right. kids with it. I dismembered him and left him for dead as he screamed in pain while on fire. He wanted you to have it when you were old enough. <laughs> right, right. Back to the first yes, he did. Oh, yes, he did. Um, so one of, one of the navigator. concerns um, that I and, and many of our listeners have heard about Caravan of Courage is that with the release date, um, which was what, right after... Um, was it the, Caravan the of year Courage? After um, uh, Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Uh... It was released in 84. Okay, yeah. Um, and so, you know, going through all of Star Wars, and when I say everybody's heard this, this was this was Jim's primary complaint, and I want to address yeah, it, because I agree um, with what he's saying. You know, you experienced all of these things with Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader and the Emperor and the Rebellion and the Ewoks who were able to beat the Empire, and then all of a sudden we get this show... Or this this uh, was this a made for TV? This is a made yeah, for TV movie. It was, um, which which serves my point later on. But this particular movie did not continue that storyline. It did not, um, in in any but there in, in only one way did it add anything to to Star Wars. Um, but it didn't further the story. It didn't provide new information that explained Return of the Jedi. Like it didn't give you any of that any of that information. So for someone in Jim's shoes, I, I agree with where he was at the age that he was when it came out. He had 
you know, just watched these three amazing Star Wars movies. Yeah. And the next thing released was this movie. And it did yeah. not provide, it, it did no. not give the fulfillment of Star Wars. Now. Thus the comparison to Highlander 2. <laughs> and, that's, and that's what's important. Um, but if you, if you take it separate, it is a story that exists in the Star Wars universe. Is it okay. canon? No, I don't think so. I don't think anything. I don't think anything in the vintage collection is considered canon. Then, then it doesn't exist in the Star Wars universe officially. Right. Well, it did, but uh, who knows? <laughs> I know. What you um, mean. I don't think anything in the vintage collection is. I, I don't know. I can't imagine that it. Is. It doesn't matter um, whether it's canon or not. Doesn't actually change anything um, to Star Wars in general, except that we know that Wicked is still alive during this time. So it's not well, you know, but so far away from the other movies. Um, so one of the things about this, if you look at this movie as 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 what it really is, which is not a... It's the timing of it. <laughs> the timing of it was terrible. This movie is an 80s, kind of scary, children's action movie with some weird-looking scary creatures, which they did a good job of with the 80s movies. I love all these creatures. You know, like stuff you get out of Willow and Labyrinth and things like that. Um, and I'm not saying this is as good as those movies. I'm just saying it's got that, it's got that feel and that that kind of vibe to it. Um, and it's and it's a children's movie with children actors. If you look at it as exactly what it is, they did a great job with the movie. Did this did this come out around about the time of the Dark Crystal? Oh, that's it a was good question. I think Dark Crystal was, um, I wanted to Better? say, eighty six, <laughs> but I might be wrong. No, Dark Crystal was eighty two. This is actually two years after. Okay, um, yes. but Dark uh, Crystal I, was another one with those scary. I got looking... I got a, the the scary puppet vibe a couple times when I was watching, you know, Dark course. Crystal. Dark Crystal is fantastic, Dark, by the way. Dark Crystal scared me as a kid. Oh, oh me yeah, too. Those, those me too. Oh. And the cackling and the ah, and the, yep, well, and that's the that's yep. and that's what I mean. For this style of movie, separated from wanting to see more force users doing space battles, for the style of movie that it was, it actually they did a really good job with the movie. But you can't go into it. And if you went in and watched it now, and I'm telling you, it's not a movie that I want to like watch all the time. And then, you know, I'm going to find a day every year where I make sure I sit down and I watch Caravan of Courage once Caravan a year. Caravan like of Courage. I do my other day. Star Wars movies. To, today's the day. Today's the day. Um, <laughs> April 11th. Four eleven from now on. We'll make it a new um, thing. I, I mean, whatever. If you guys want to, I'll start doing that. I don't care. <laughs> all right. Because you I really will start I doing can, that then. Because I can <laughs> sit. Next year, I can watch we'll this movie, more. I, and I was I was worried that I was going to watch it and go, oh, no, I can never watch it again. But I like all these old '80s style movies that are these. Um, I like crawl, earth based magic mm, fantasy crawl movies, too. and that's kind I of never, what you got. I did. I didn't know there was a crawl too. Is that real, Papa Bear? I no, saw you, you. You posted it on Sci Fi Super Show, and I'm like, wait a minute, is that real? I gotta see it. <laughs> it's not real, is it? That's just from the brainchild of the Papa Bear. Dang it! Uh, Dang yeah. it! I mean, it's a pretty good so, graphic, though. I think it's <laughs> Crawl Two. Oh, it's like Cody Two. No, so Tim, back to what you're saying though. I find it interesting that Papa Bear asked the question. You know, where does this in relation to Dark Crystal? I think that's a really good connection. My initial response is, where is this in relation to Fraggle Rock? Because to me, that feels like a more similar genre. Um, and, and, it's 
and yeah. you're remembering oh. it wrong. You got to remember the, the <laughs> so 80s. I think that's the big difference. You're remembering something that you hated yeah. at a time when Fraggle Rock was running at the same time. But see, I liked Fraggle Rock. So Fraggle Rock, <laughs> right? Well, that's fine. But what I'm saying is, Fraggle Rock started in 1983. Down in Fraggle Rock seasons. Down in Fraggle Rock. Sorry. Fraggle Rock was running during. This mo- when this movie was released, nice. um, it was currently on. So to, to get that kind of feel, it was the but height not of Jim enjoy Henson. it the way you enjoyed Jim Fraggle Henson Rock. Was it was puppeteering yeah. everything. Yeah, it was. Oh yeah, it was. I mean, it was, it was all like Star Wars like, and stuff you gotta, too. You, like, you, you need a puppet? I'll get you one. I got to Give me your sock. Yep. And, and he would take. Do you want it sock. cute and singing, or do you want it and, like hey, horribly puppets. terrifying? Some of <laughs> some of the some of the puppets that we see in some of these movies. Are are the scariest monsters that we get in television? Like, oh yeah, for for kids to well, and you like you said with Dark Crystal, um, you know some of those that were in there are are just terrifying, and you get some of that vibe out of out of Caravan of Courage. You watch it like, well, these are some of those nasty monsters again. This is awesome. Um, so overall, my recommendation is this: go into this movie if you haven't seen it. Go into this movie, and I'm not recapping it because that's that's not what I wanted to do here. Um, I want to suggest to Star Wars fans, um, if you liked the Ewoks, or if you like some of these older 80s movies, um, and I'm not saying it's as good as the movies that we've mentioned, that's not what I'm saying, but if you like that style of movie and you like those old fantasy movies, give it a watch. Oh, if um, you like, go it, into it knowing yeah. what you're watching. If you, know, you love the Ewoks, this is a movie for you, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I, I like, the, I I like say, the Ewoks in this movie. When I was watching this, um, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest. I didn't watch the whole thing. I, you know, I'd, I'd watch bits and pieces here, and I was doing other stuff as I well. I didn't but think you watched any of it. No, I watched a little bit of it this morning. Papa, uh, yes. I, look, I try and do some homework for the show, uh, but I almost got like this natural geographic kind of like uh, experience of the Wookies at, at the yes. very beginning of it. You know, the it felt like one of those nature documentaries. So. Yes. Yeah, and you get to kind of find out who they are and how their society works a little bit because we don't get that in the movie. Like it's just a it's just a neat look at the Ewoks, and it gives a little story with some some people in it, some kids in it, and it's it's a it's a good fun watch. Again, outside of I think the timing of the release of that movie was terrible, coming a year after Return of the Jedi. Um, and I could see that t- taking anyone who was a an original trilogy fan who grew up with the original trilogy seeing this thing and going, whoa, where'd yeah. Star Wars go? Because it's not Star Wars. Um, yeah, it made, like, it made what was a very powerful trilogy silly. And I, I am of the school of thought that the Ewoks were always a mistake to be honest with you because the original story was they were supposed to be a group of Wookiees who had escaped slavery and were stranded on this planet moon of Endor Um, and that think about how amazing Return of the Jedi would have been if those were Wookiees instead of Ewoks but so I'll always be a little bitter about that Yeah, it's honestly it's the only part of Return of the Jedi I don't like is the Ewoks the rest of the story is amazing, um, but I don't, See, I don't, I don't, I don't like Ewoks. Ewoks. I don't mind I don't, them. Um, they're teddy bears. I guess the problem is I'm a former soldier, 
So when I look at stormtroopers being overwhelmed by these teddy bears with rocks, it's offensive. <laughs> like, you, yes, you and your fire but- team should be able to take these guys out quick and easy. But no, like Wookiees, no. Wookiees would come in there and rip you limb from limb like they're known to do something. over a game of sabacc. But um, yeah, I don't know. But but something tells me that the stormtroopers aren't as uh, aren't as well trained. Um, but they should be. But they're not. That and that's that's one of the big things with the stormtroopers. Is stormtroopers are. And over, it's kind of like the droids. They're built to be an overwhelming force, not a skilled force mm-hmm. as a general use. They are just supposed to be many, many, many people in white armor who are just... I mean, if you want to compare them to the Chinese military, that's that's up to you, but whatever. Who are just terrorizing... <laughs> well, I mean, they're just... Who are just terrorizing planets and cities. You know, they're going into individual localities... Where those people don't really stand much of a chance against, you know, a hundred of these guys yeah. coming through, willing to just blast anyone they see, um, and that's what makes a difference. So that's that lends itself a little bit better um, to what we to what we get out of it. And I, you know, I know I know the, the difference with the the Ewoks, and you know, they give a, a cute look to the war, um, which creates some issues. And like I said, it, it might make a difference that, you know, that it, that we did, that I did see it later. Um, so being that I didn't, I didn't see this all the way through, you know, I didn't grow up waiting the three years, waiting the three years, waiting the three years. And then at the end of it, I was like, well, what are these things? You know, they're not part of this, um, part of my language. It's, it's one of the only words we use on here, but part of this badass trilogy, um, <gasps> these Ewoks, yeah. right? Like that makes a difference, um, and, but they're fine. There's nothing, you know. They're okay. They they do their part. Um, Wicked's awesome. So you know, there we go. So, um, can so, I can I ask yeah. a question? I just want to, Jim, Jim, Jim. What would you say is your favorite Ewok? <laughs> I would say the sun. He's like the king of Ewoks. Would you say like? <laughs> are you like a Chief Chirpa kind of guy? I mean, or Wicked, are you, or a you're Chino? asking me. My favorite my, Ewok. Mine is mine is low gray. I love low gray. He's kind of like the the medicine man kind of guy. Mm. Where's like a little thing on his head and has like a little staff. Low gray. Asking me, you know, what's my what's my favorite Ewok is like asking me what uh, my favorite disease is. I'm not really a fan of any of them. Um, (laughs) Well, I'm gonna tell you this. I I love cancer. Uh, (laughs) I don't want to answer for me yet, but I do. I, and I, I really hope after this episode that at some point in the next I hate week, the Ewoks. I really hope that Jim watches this movie, and I want you to come back with an answer to who your favorite Ewok is. Maybe we need to make a, one of those tests online, you know, where you answer a bunch of questions and you find out your chief chirpa. I want to know who your favorite is, because I think after you watch this, I think you'll have a favorite Ewok. I hate the Ewoks. <laughs> Oh, I mean, I, I'm just saying it. I, I don't like them as a as a species. I don't, I don't understand them. I don't understand the attraction of them. I, I you would understand them better if you watch the documentary. They're about them they're basically Wookies without all the benefits of being Wookies. They're tiny. They're weak. They're. I will say this about. Okay, I will. Uh, you want some positivity about Ewoks from me? I'm Here it is. Really want it now? Yeah. If you've played Battlefront Two. Oh, Jesus. Oh, you know the, the game where you like are the Wookiees and you, oh, and it's dark. 
That is terrifying. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> when when yeah. the Ewoks are hunting you, so you either yeah. play, so it's it's called, I forgot what it's called, like, it's, it's called the Ewok Hunt, I think is what it's called. Yeah. But um, yeah. you play, like, when you die, you change sides. So you're either an Ewok hunting stormtroopers at night in the Forest of Endor, or you're a stormtrooper, and your only goal is to survive until dawn. And that did give me a newfound respect for Ewoks. I will say that because it is terrifying to be a stormtrooper at night on Endor, um, because the Ewoks have better night vision. They're 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 they have better stealth, and so you're out there in the woods. You can't see anything. If you turn your flashlight on, of course the Ewoks immediately know where you are, um, but they kind of know where you are anyway. And this is this is my so this is me praising the Ewoks. Battlefront 2 did far more to redeem the character of Ewoks in my eyes than any of the media has. Um, whether it's, you know, Caravan of Courage or the Fight for Endor or whatever, Battle for Endor, um, or even Return of the Jedi. Battlefront 2 is the first time I saw the Ewok characters as like, these are capable, scary little warriors. Um... The rest of the time, they just look too much like teddy bears. I mean, it's like I'm at Build-A-Bear to build, you know, I'm going to build a warrior, Build-A-Bear. Um. It is It is part of the problem. They were they were made a little bit too cute. Cuddly, yeah. And not, you know, they, they weren't quite made, which, you know, I, no, they were. I mean, they were. They were made a little bit too cute, um, period. There's not much else to say about that. Think so, about if those had been Wookiees, dude. Like, especially a stranded colony of former slaves that had freed themselves. Yeah. So much more powerful story. <clears throat> yeah. I do like that they ate humans. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, they're, 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 they're it's, it's interesting. They're not um, xenomorphs, Okay, so I want to talk sure. about, um, I want to talk about the, uh, next week. Can we talk about next week? Are we done? Are we good? Yeah, we're good. I'm, I, I have nothing more to say about Caravan of Courage, yes. Good. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, next week, um, at the end of next week's episode, we are going to have a little talk about Ewoks, the battle for Endor. Um, <laughs> oh, thank goodness. Yeah, we have to do that. And uh, I, I'm enjoying these Ewok conversations so much that we are going to have a little chat about the Ewoks cartoon. Why can't we talk about like the, the Bajorans? <laughs> Now, that'll be at the end of next week's episode. Uh, Battle for Endor, we'll do a little brief talk. No kind of like this one, not a recap. About just, my Star a, Trek reference. just a talk. Who do you um, think would win between the Ewoks and the Drengear? Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, the Drengear would probably win. I mean, hypothetically. The, the Ewoks make their homes out of Drengear. Maybe the Ewoks carved the idols. That's right. Oh, this reminds me of that like song, a... The Battle of Who Could Care Less. <laughs> Who was that? Was that Ben Folds 5? Ben Folds that... 5. Yeah, okay. the battle of who could care less. Are you we never aware rest that there is a blurg the in the battle for Endor? Who could care less. What? A blurg? A blurg? Uh-huh. What's a blurg? I don't remember. A blurg is what the Mandalorian wrote on. Oh. Don't you the weird don't you, the weird you didn't man this was, we we, this, we this this was a question I asked on the trivia <laughs> and you got it wrong yeah and you're still getting it wrong <laughs> yeah the blurg was the weird the weird looking creature that he rode with uh, uh, what's his face the Game guy that John. we love Queely Quinn Quill 
Quill. Uh, you Quill. never yeah, Quill rest and fight in the battle of who could care less. <laughs> talking about Blurgs and Mandalorian now. You should. I like right, Mandalorian. Anyway. I don't care actual... about Blurgs. Whatever. Topic? Next week's actual episode is about uh, Clone Wars Season 3. Um, yes. Or Volume 2. It Gennady. is five chapters um, and still an hour long. Yeah, the Gennady. Um, Tartakovsky okay, one from, from Star Wars Vintage. Stuff. Still Star Wars Vintage talk for one more week. Um, and we're going to talk about uh, so that other hour. So it's the same length as what we already talked about, but instead of 20 yes. chapters, it's five. And yes. uh, then before that, though, there will be an episode released um, through our Force Lore comics. Yeah. And that will be discussing... Um, Star Wars, the High Republic issue number four. Right on. Ooh, we should mention, we had a guest on, uh, his name's Dave, and that was our first real guest. Papa Bear was kind of our first real guest, but since he was always kind of involved in the podcast, and now he is on the podcast. We had another guest on talking about uh, video games. Who? Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Um, so I guess Dave is technically technically our second guest. But anyway, that was that was a fun episode. So Dave of is Force technically our third guest, but he third? still kind of serves as our first real guest. I don't count right? Papa Bear. Papa Bear's family. Well, and the other one's my brother. So <laughs> <laughs> he's he's kind of like he's, cl- he's kind of like family. Um, all right, but yeah. So next week on Force War Comics, we're doing the next High Republic. Yep. Did that come out already? Uh, it did, but I've. Uh, we're, yeah, we're you gotta load that up for that. me. Um, um. All right. And what are we talking about on? Oh, you just said it. We're going to talk about the second part of the Clone Wars and the yeah, battle for Endor. Yep. Uh, um. All right. Well, I think we're done. It's gonna be fun. Well, for now, my name is still Jim. And I'm Tim. And I'm Papa Bear. And this has been... Our our certain certain point of of view. Thank you for listening, everyone. And uh, I didn't say it before. Five-star review (laughs) on your your iTunes or just hit subscribe. It's how we grow the show, and it's a great way to support the program. All right, y'all. This is the way. We have spoken. Remember, the force will be with you. When? Also, also with you. And also, also with always. you. Goodbye there. Always. 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 Alright, goodbye everybody. Audio once.